In a world of uncertainty, one thing is for sure. Cancer doesn't stop during a global crisis. On Saturday, June 13th, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society will host a trailblazing event, Big Virtual Climb, sponsored by AbbVie, to support their investment in groundbreaking research to advance blood cancer cures and its first-in-class patient education and services, including financial support and clinical trial navigation. Step up to take cancer down by climbing 61 floors or 1,762 steps. Inside or outside, on stairs, on the road, or your treadmill, climb your way. Join us for an opening ceremony and then take on your climb with our heart-pumping playlist. Join us on June 13th from coast to coast as we come together to climb, conquer, cure. Register at lls.org slash bigclimb. To your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bowen shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis. Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill. It's time to get ill with some birds with friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Bowen coming at you. With stats and things flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, no. so just do your best. <laughs> That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. <laughs> just go with what you saw today. Okay, yeah. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. For You'll sure. be wrong often, yeah. but then you can just point back to when you were right. No yeah. one will remember. No That's one's true. listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Burns with Friends on a Tuesday evening. Bo Wolf here, Zach Berman there, and Sheila Kapadia also there. Gentlemen, how are you? Sheil, how was your weekend? I have a bird to flip. Right off the top. Let's get, Let's get right, right to, to that. it. Uh, anybody who is setting off fireworks mm. at 9.30, I mean, first of all, like, get over it, okay? Fireworks as a seven-year-old, that's good enough. It doesn't, let me tell you, it doesn't change. It's going to be the same the rest of your life, no matter what happens. You don't need to be setting off fireworks. Uh, it scares the dogs, I understand. I don't know if you guys have experience with that. Pets uh, react poorly to it. And kids run out of their rooms thinking that uh, trees have fallen mm. or something else has happened. So uh, get a life. Find something else to do. Find your own uh, Bill Belichick, Nick Saban folder if you need to. Do whatever you mm-hmm. need to do. But uh, let's uh, let's just stop it with the fireworks. NFL fans, of course, should already uh, know the dangers of fireworks. But I, I have always been, I've always been like anti big fireworks too. I just feel it's generally speaking a, a pretty big disappointment. Don't you feel like even in in like a big coordinated effort? I refuse to even let my eye catch a firework for like the last <laughs> twenty years. So I can't really comment on that. Zach, pro or anti fireworks? Kind of ambivalent, you know, depending on mm, the circumstances. If okay. It's, <laughs> yeah, if, if if you're if it's July Fourth and you're with your kids and or you know it's certainly a nice activity. I am with Shield. Like I I do I don't see the uh, the merit or the excitement around doing it without reason or or without uh, children. But yeah, I mean I mean if it's a big game, if it's a if there's a touchdown at a game, I like that. It's 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 part. Oh, you of do the like atmosphere. that? Okay. 
Well, it's part of the he's, atmosphere. He's got a little soft spot for the for the touchdown firework. Okay, I like that. Or uh, yeah, or a, or a home run, uh, something like that. Yeah, it's 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 part of the it's part of the atmosphere. I feel more, my, my anti firework is more like the like the July Fourth is like it's just generally speaking always a letdown. I feel like, but that's uh, maybe not shared by Mister Berman. He wants his touchdowns. <laughs> that's all. No, uh, I, I'm just ambivalent toward it. That's that's what I mean. I don't have strong opinions toward fireworks. Sheila, you were very excited uh, about this weekend. Uh, your wife had some evening Zoom calls. You thought this was an opportunity for you to uh, to get some watching in. What did you What did you come out of the weekend with? Yeah, you. Uh, I asked for a, a list of movie recommendations from you. You gave me uh, a list, and so I watched the Florida Project, which is like one of your favorites, right? I do like that movie very much. Yeah, but, but uh, maybe well, a little too heavy. Was that? No, it was a, yeah, it was a good movie. Okay. I mean, see, at this point in my life, I sit down at 8.30 or 9, and I go through all these things that I could watch, and many of them are just a little too uh, intense for what I want. So they, uh, you know, last night we watched Lovebirds on, uh, or was it two mm. nights ago, on Netflix, which uh, that's that's the kind of movie I want to watch nowadays. That was great, okay. you know, 90 minutes in and out, had some laughs. You know, some nice minority leads in there. Hey, if you got anything in that category, send it my way. There's another movie on Netflix uh, that's supposed to be very good. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's got it's like a Cyrano de Bergerac type uh, type setup, but similar. Uh, I think m- might be similarly up your alley. Have you seen MacGruber? That's what it's called. Yeah, you don't even have a name. I mean, how's this going to well, help? I'll me? look it up. All have right. you seen MacGruber? Uh, I have not. Well, you gotta you gotta see it and then listen to the Mad About Movies podcast with our uh, esteemed producer Kent Garrison. They just had Will Forte on for the tenth anniversary, so there you go. Beautiful. Uh, okay, we want to transition to some uh, Eagles talk. We'll do our uh, our bird on the street, and we're going to talk a little bit about Shields' piece from today, the analytical deep dive on the Eagles, and then if we have time at the end, we'll do a little uh, two can you, and of course, remember to. Rate, review, subscribe, download, delete, all that good stuff on Apple Podcasts. If you leave a uh, any kind of question on Apple Podcasts in a review, we will make sure to answer that question at some point. But uh, let's talk. Let's talk about this deep dive, Sheila. And I guess the first question, the uh, like my first question is, I guess let's start with the offense. Did any like did any of your opinions change at all after going into uh, going into the numbers? Of course, you can read this, theathletic.com slash birds with friends. I think it's up to uh, two readers, and they're both on this podcast with me. So let's uh, let's get that bad boy bumped up uh, a little bit. Did any of my opinions change? Not, uh, not especially. Uh, I think that, you know, I dove into some different personnel groupings. By the way, this is going to be very boring. If you want, like, an entertaining podcast, maybe fast forward to whatever this weird trivia game is uh, at the end. But uh, th- this, uh, this piece discussed is going to be very boring. But uh, their 12 personnel grouping, you know, they were very – I've been ripping it pretty much nonstop for a few years now. Uh, they were very good at running the ball out of 12 personnel. They were uh, pretty bad passing the football 
out of 12 personnel. And I thought if you, if you want an encouraging sign, uh, they were middle of the pack throwing the ball out of 11 personnel. And we know their wide receivers were terrible, but they still managed to be sort of mediocre there where you can talk yourself into, man, if, if they can get something out of Jalen Rager or if one of these other things can happen, uh, next season, you know, if they can get one or two of these things to pan out, that they should have an opportunity to be much better, I think, out of 11 personnel. And I would expect to see a big bump there in terms of the percentage that they play each. I, I know a lot of people um, always say, well, won't they be better out of 12 personnel if they have better wide receivers? Yes, theoretically, I suppose that that could be true. I think that is, yeah, I think. And I mean, and if you think about the context of it, uh, you know, the 11 personnel, they played it a, f- a good amount when they had uh, three actual receivers. And then after that, they were probably only playing it in, um, you know, pass, uh, like, you know, easier passing situations, like third and longs when you would probably get more yards, right? Like, does that make sense? Did I, did I sort of fumble that? Maybe. When did they have actual yeah, three wide know. receivers? Yeah, one week game. one. Yeah. Oh, yes. okay. No. <laughs> week one. <laughs> but it is, it's true. It's true because you look at also the, you know, that your chart of the, um, you know, the receivers they did use and, you know, three of the guys were some of the worst receivers in the league. So, uh, to still be even league average out of 11 personnel is probably a good sign. Uh, Carson Wentz very good outside the pocket, which, you know, I think we knew this, but, uh, the numbers really back it up. He was fourth in the NFL in terms of uh, how effective he was on throws outside the pocket. And I think that correlates to their sort of off season. I don't know if it was a goal to get someone from the Kyle Shanahan tree, but certainly, uh, you know, they, they got rich Scangarello and it looked like they were trying to find somebody, um, who was good with sort of that, uh, play action bootleg type scheme. And so that's something I think to keep an eye on here going forward uh, into next season. Uh, The half of it is the name of the movie on Netflix. The half of it. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to sign off this podcast and go watch it. Everyone have a (laughs) good one and I'll be back next week. Shiel, let's talk. uh, Let's talk about our true feelings about Shiel now. Big fan of Shiel and enjoyed the story today. Uh, no, I I think uh, Carson uh, would would really welcome uh, getting outside the pocket. I, as as Shield outlined, the numbers back it up, and just and just knowing Carson, it, it really gives him control. It, it lets him be Carson, so to speak. You know, he can use those athletic gifts. He can extend plays. He can uh, when you're rolling out. I think there's there's more of a chance to go off schedule, uh, which which Carson does well. Uh, so yeah, I think this is an approach that 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 really fits Carson. So if it was pushed by Jeffrey Lurie, uh, that was a good decision by Jeffrey Lurie. The other thing there was his uh, his accuracy downfield. You know, there uh, I know anecdotally it was like, man, it seems like every week he's he's throwing a bomb and somebody's dropping it or can't track the ball. Uh, this, this, uh, stat service sports info solutions tracks on, on target passes. So it's just like, all right, take it out of the wide receiver's hands. How many times was the quarterback doing his job? And, uh, Carson Wentz ranked very favorably in downfield passes there, where if he would have gotten like league average play on those, I really think a lot of his numbers in terms of yards per attempt, uh, net yards per drop back, all those sort of numbers, uh, you would have seen a, a sizable jump 
on those. So uh, again, that's something that going into next season, I just feel like, you know, uh, I, I'm hoping for their sake that they're going to be aggressive and uh, make sure that the, the downfield passing game is a big part of what they do. I have a question more about the uh, the writing process than the stuff that was in, I mean, uh, involved. This is going to be quickly. so boring. Okay, go ahead. I no, I just want to know, uh, like as Yawn. you were going as you were going through this stuff, do are you like remembering that you knew this stuff, or did you already know it? Because I find that my mind is uh, incapable of retaining any knowledge from last season, so to the point where I was like reading through these things, like, oh yeah, I, I know that, but I would have forgot it if you had asked me yesterday. I don't remember anything. I don't even know what we're talking about right now. No, well, I know that's right. Did you also get the sense that uh, now that you've done one of these, you're a little bit daunted by having to do 31 more? Yeah, what a stupid decision. I mean, really. <laughs> oh, it's it's going to be great. May, May, oh, yeah, it's going Ju- to be great for Zach and me, but I don't know about yeah, you. Read. It's gonna be, yeah, it's going to be, yeah. I mean, May, June, July is like the way you're supposed <laughs> to be just chilling as an NFL writer, <laughs> catching up on your content. And I pitched this stupid idea, and you know the top line says this is the first of thirty-two, and so now you have to follow through and do them. So uh, I generally have very, uh, you know, st- dumb ideas for myself, and this probably ranks up there for mm. twenty twenty. Uh, I know you have done the uh, is the is the Cowboys one in the can? I just finished it today. Can I ask how uh, Dak's numbers inside and outside the pocket compare? Is there as much of a disparity with him as there was with Carson? No, he, I mean, his numbers everywhere were really good. There's no, okay. statist- there's no statistical case of Dak Prescott being anything other than a top 10 quarterback. I mean, you can look at it in uh, fourth quarter of close games. You can do inside the pocket, outside the pocket. You can do downfield throws. Uh, you can do under pressure throws. Uh, really, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, he was just really good all around last year. Um, can you segment it by games that I watched? Uh, probably. I mean, even, yeah, even with the, you know, you, you take into account the way the end of the season was. And, you know, he certainly played poorly in that game against the Eagles in week 16, whether you think the injury was a factor or not. But I mean, I, I wasn't taking any of that out of there. You're factoring that in with, uh, everything else. And so it, it'll be interesting with them. I mean, they were one in six in one score games. They were a plus 113 point differential. Like I said last podcast. The only team who, who was plus 100 or greater and finished uh, without a, a record over 500. And so there are some things working in their favor. Now, I will say they were very healthy last year on offense. I think they were the second or third healthiest offense in the NFL. So if you're looking for an area where they could get dinged a little bit, that certainly uh, that certainly could be it. But um, his numbers were just good, really, any, any way you slice it. Zach, you got anything? I have a lot. Uh, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was yielding the floor to you. Uh, anything on the am, on the offense? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, Shio, if if I gave you the headset, so so you're responsible for this offense. Uh, are you running as as much twelve personnel? Are you running less twelve personnel? Are you running more twelve personnel? Doing less 12 personnel. I'm using it. Well, I guess it depends. I mean, if your wide receivers end up sucking, then, uh, you know, you can go ahead and lean on it. I'm definitely using it a lot in the red zone, especially with the type of wide receiver they have. You know, I, I don't know that you need Deshaun Jackson down there when you're at the 12 yard line and they had one of the best red zone offenses in the NFL last year. So uh, I would be using it, uh, using it down there. 
in situationally, but I wouldn't uh, certainly overdo it. They used it more than any offense in the NFL last year. I would be throwing downfield a lot. I would be getting Carson Wentz out of the pocket a lot. And uh, I think they're going to do a lot of those things, really, going uh, going into next year now that they have some personnel uh, who they feel better about. And what do you it, make of the, uh, the, the, the disparity? You, you touched on it, how they were very good running the ball out of 12, but what do you make of them being so bad running the ball out of 11? Uh, I don't know. Good question. Okay. <laughs> Listen, there's only so much you can fit it into 4,000 <laughs> words, so uh, that, might, that might need a, need another article. Uh, and then I am I'm also curious uh a big takeaway I had from from reading it was that so much depends on Jalen Rager. Uh was was that a a takeaway of yours as well? Yeah, I mean it's t- isn't it t- it's tough to sort of see a path towards them being a top 5 passing offense without him being really good, right? I mean, yes. you 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 would need like Deshaun Jackson to be really healthy and really good and show no drop off. And then you would need one other thing also, you know, whether it's Ortega Whiteside or uh, Alshon Jeffrey or one of these day three picks. I mean, those all seem a like big Bob, pretty, a big Bob. Those seem like pretty big long shots. So I think we mentioned the last pilot Rager's over under for, according to Vegas is about 700 receiving yards. I, you know, I think expectations are, uh, are pretty high for him. And should be. I mean, he's going to get a big opportunity. Well, and it's not just it's you know you, you've done you you laid out the case, but they didn't they didn't do anything else to prepare for Rager not hitting right. Like uh, they didn't sign anybody, they didn't trade for anybody. It's only other other guys drafted late or uh, you know Marquise Goodwin who was traded for a flip of six round picks. So uh, they they certainly are projecting a lot of confidence in in Jalen Rager. Well said. I would agree. Uh, all right. Anything else on offense, Zach? Uh, those are my big takeaways. I mean, the Andre Dillard numbers, it's, it's still somewhat inconclusive yeah. there, uh, which is, which makes sense because he, he didn't play that much last season, but obviously that is a, a major variable. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I thought she had some good numbers in there on Jason Peters. Um, and I, a big takeaway that he had that I, I found interesting was, uh, whether the Eagles bring back Peters or they go with Dillard, like this is still a a question mark. This is not like the past decade of having Jason Peters in there. You know, this is a a different situation for the Eagles. Yeah, yeah I was surprised I mean, by the by the uh, Dillard numbers, and um, you know, it, it's probably worth uh, doing like a, a film break. I don't I don't know, but. Uh, he he performed very poorly if you just look at sort of how often he got beat per you know passing snaps uh, he he was among the worst in the NFL and i thought peters according to those numbers performed uh, better so it's almost like a case of is it hey we we expect so much from peters that when he gets beat we're like oh man he's really lost a step cuz i know i felt like he really uh was sort of league average last year and you know maybe league average would not be a bad outcome if they get league average left tackle play that might be okay for uh 2020 you kind of just want to avoid disaster whether that's uh Dillard just you know really lacking confidence and being uh being a disaster or you know Jason Peters coming back and really showing his age or suffering an injury or that kind of thing so I don't know what they would settle for here going forward 
I do really think that uh, like the state of the Eagles' offensive line is probably. Um, I think there's 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 too much confidence that they're going to just continue to be to be great because the entire take away Jason Peters, take away left tackle, where you are you are crossing your fingers for league average play, as you said, with Kelsey Brooks and Lane Johnson, like those guys are all old. And uh, we, you don't know when the, when the cliff hits. I mean, Brooks and Lane Johnson both couldn't finish the season last year. Jason Kelsey had this uh, this season that he described as like one of his most healthy in uh, however long, and you know that the story tells that that wasn't really a very healthy season for him. So, uh, like, there's there's a there's a possibility that the offensive line could crater this season, and I, I don't think that that possibility is uh, recognized by enough people. And they're I probably not as deep and they yeah, I, I do too. And they're probably not as deep as they've, you know, it feels like the last two, three seasons, at least they've been deeper where you felt better about uh, a guy gets injured. All right. You have somebody else who's semi-competent to come in. I think there's probably more question marks with that this year. Although the one thing I, I, I would disagree with is, is, uh, is like you say, how the two guys on the right side didn't finish the season. Yes, that's, that's accurate, but. Lane Johnson, um, I mean, he was dealing with an ankle injury that that's not, it's not as if he's, he's coming off a major injury. I, I feel confident you're going to get high level production from Lane Johnson. And I, I'd feel confident too about Brandon Brooks. Uh, those are positions that typically age well and they're, they're not, so they're obviously above that, that 30 year old threshold. Uh, but, uh, that's for the position. They're, they're not outrageously old. You know, I think that you can play at a high level at right guard or at right tackle, you know, into age, age 33, 34. I, I don't think that's a stretch. And especially with that, Brooks, it's, pr- it's probably encouraging right. that he came back from an Achilles and played really well. So that's right. That was the previous year, right? right. Yeah, against the Saints. Yes. So, I mean, that's one of the tougher injuries generally to come back from, and he did it. The flip side uh, the, the to that is I would say, you know, I think the downside is much lower, and I also think the, the upside is is also lower. Like, I don't see how they're going to be better as an offensive line than they were, you know, even two years ago, unless it's just everybody plays 16 games. Like, uh, like I don't yes, see how Lane Johnson is going to be, or, or Brandon Brooks are going to be better than they have been. Uh, the same. No, that's a valid I, I get the upside falls in like if Andre Diller just flips the switch and turns into a really, really good left tackle. And uh, I mean, this expression might, I, I say this partly in jest, but it's true. Halapulavati Vaita is not walking through that door, you know? So, <laughs> uh, you know, there's, there's not that backup tackle with, with starting experience for however inconsistent Vaitai played in 2017. You, I'm sorry, in 2016, rather, you at least knew when he stepped in for Peters that he's he's played before. You know they don't have anyone like that. You, you know you right. you can't sell me on Matt Pryor starting in a playoff game, meaning that okay, he's he's ready to step in if 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 something happens to to one of your Pro Bowl well, I feel like players. I feel like I feel like Matt Pryor is is right now is a similar level to as Vitae was at seventeen in terms of just the little experience he got and expecting that he could be competent at guard, maybe not at left tackle. Sure, okay, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, but then beyond that, I mean Jack Driscoll or uh, right or Prince Tega, Jordan Mailata, 
Yeah. So do you, do you think there will like the net? What odds would I have to give you to take the bet that there will be another podcast that says the phrase "Halapulavati Vitae" is not walking through that door? <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what do you? Yeah. I mean, I would the, like I would the, take next the, years, yeah. I just, the next I, ten I years. I, do you think anyone <laughs> will say that? That was I, I, I say no because I think that uh, most other podcasts are scared to to say the full name. Yeah, that's part of it. If it was yeah. uh, if it was Jack Driscoll's not walking through that or door, Big then the odds would be better. That door, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I actually, I still don't think anyone's saying that. <laughs> All right. That might be a different podcast entirely. Um, okay. Should we? Uh, I I I do want to discuss for a moment that. I, I don't mean to take a whiff here, but uh, oh. <laughs> um, to, uh, to use your Wait expression. until you listeners find out how good of a transition that is. <laughs> but I'm 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 smelling pretty good today, and uh, you know, and I've I've uh, I've been smelling pretty good really the past few days, and the reason is because I I got a great package in the in the mail from Hawthorne. <laughs> Uh, and it was completely customized. So I've, you know, my, uh, experience in the past of, of getting, let's say shampoo or conditioner or deodorant, uh, or soap has been, you know, you go to the drugstore, you go to Target and, and wherever you're getting it. And, and you just look at, you know, you go down the aisle, maybe you're looking at the price or looking for a certain smell, whatever it may be, but it, it certainly wasn't sophisticated. Well, here I am filling out this detailed survey of, of what I'm looking for in a, in a body wash and a deodorant, so on and so forth. Uh, that's what you get from Hawthorne. It, it's obviously smelling good is important. Hawthorne smells really good. You can also get Hawthorne the cologne. It's so easy. This is how it works. You take a quick two-minute quiz, and Hawthorne tells you the two colognes that are best for you, one for work and one for play, totally risk-free with free shipping and free returns. Check out Hawthorne at hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E, dot C-O, not dot com. Hawthorne.co, and use my promo code BIRDS. B-I-R-D-S, to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co, and use my promo code BIRDS to get 10% off your your first purchase, Hawthorne.co. You know what the real test is going to be, Zach? What's that? you got to go get yourself some Tacanellis and then put on the body wash. <laughs> and, and then see. put it on. That's yeah. a good point. See what that, your wife says then. Yes, yeah. So, so the uh, the smell it's it, it's not too strong. You know, it's 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 a good subtle uh, masculine smell. You're not. It's 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 not like when you're a uh, uh, you know when you, like a teenager and you're just throwing on that stuff that 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 you can smell when you're walking into the room. I, I mean, this is this is subtle, but it's good. I uh, I, I recommend the product. Nothing describes Zach better than subtle masculine smell. <laughs> I know that's right. Mm. Uh, all right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the defense. And uh, I would say the first thing that uh, that surprised me was, and I think this is this is this was a case of one where uh, I had I would have known it if we were in the middle of last season, but over the course of the last several months, I forgot it. And that's nice just flex. how much nice flex. How much? Uh, how much man they did? They they did actually play last season. 
Yeah, I was surprised by this, you know, you, because you just, it's like you're, uh, you know, I know during the season I watch film of the Eagles every week and then I, you know, pick my spots with other teams, but you never really, you know, you can say, wow, it feels like they played more man this week and the coaches and players tell us that. And then you, you know, we discuss it on the podcast, but it's always hard to sort of get a sense of that uh, based on, uh, you know, relative to the rest of the league. And so, um, you know, I know there was a stretch. It really felt like in the second half of the season where it was like three, four games where it really felt like they were playing a lot more man coverage and it was working out well for them. And their numbers were really good playing man coverage last year. I, I was really surprised by this. Uh, they ranked fifth league wide um and this now listen there's always going to be some uh error with charting coverages you know this is from um sports info solutions does the charting for this but uh you know generally it's easier to uh, identify man than it is to say all right it's not man and i don't know what it is you know man is just all right everybody you see the linebackers go forward pick up somebody you see the uh cornerbacks not have their uh their zone turn where they're turning their back to the sideline they're kind of just sticking with uh with the receiver on their side so uh, i thought that was interesting and it's uh, interesting going through a lot of these teams you know i, I think it is uh, against the really good quarterbacks it's just uh it's just tough to play a lot of zone i mean the best quarterbacks in the nfl are just like picking apart those zone coverages uh pretty easily they can get the ball out quickly uh you know they can buy time so those voids are going to open up all those different types of things and it does feel like you have to you know increasingly you have to be really good playing man coverage that of course you know the the Darius Slay trade that's why you make that trade is because you think you have a cornerback who can play man coverage at a high level so uh, I do think that's something we're going to continue to see this year and we're probably going to see even more of this year I think that's I'm, I'm sorry I thought Zach was going to jump in uh, I think that's well said, and I think that the, you know the uh, all these uh, positionless little guys that they've added. It's, it <laughs> seems like that's guys. their idea. Jeez, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. You know what stood out to me too was was just how important Malcolm Jenkins was to this defense altogether, uh, especially uh, against the run. You you really outlined that. So I know we were talking kind of about the man coverage, and I bring that up because. It seems like the, the the trade that the Eagles made, if you will, and obviously it's not one for one salary wise, but was Malcolm Jenkins's cap figure uh, for Darius Slay's cap figure, and and now you can argue that perhaps it's Hargrave. Like you know, there's there's different ways of of looking at it, and 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 Slay because it was a contract extension that obviously changes what the cap number is. Um, but uh, but my point is that. Jenkins went out and, and and Slay came in, and it, it really seems that their emphasis is what Shield said there: improving man coverage. Uh, that's going to be a priority. Uh, but it's they could be hurt in another area, which is their run defense has 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 been really good, as Shield pointed out. And a big part of that is because Malcolm Jenkins has almost been like an extra linebacker for them. Uh, so you t- you take him out, and I'm just curious the effect that has on on the run defense. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, they held up, uh, you know, they, they could play nickel against 12 personnel if they wanted to. And Malcolm Jenkins, you know, can hold up in there. They they were very good uh, in their run defense when they played nickel, whether it was against 11 or 12 personnel. They were also very good covering tight ends and running backs. Like, who's their matchup for, like, uh, let's say they're playing man coverage 
and you're facing, I don't know, like a Christian McCaffrey or a Saquon Barkley or a Travis Kelsey, uh, I don't. I don't know who's who's like. I guess Jalen Mills. You could certainly say for like a tight end. I guess right. He he seems like the guy who yeah. might be able to match up for the pass catching tight end, the running back. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, they certainly T.J. Edwards should get it done. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so you don't have like a linebacker. You don't have sort of that hybrid guy. So that's going to have to be something they uh, they figure out. Yeah, I think those are the two. I, I mean, there's three areas, really. It's, uh, again, the run. It's matching up with tight ends and running backs. And then it's just all the intangibles, whether it's leadership or communication or durability or being, you know, all those different types of things. I mean, those are three pretty specific areas where I think you, you would miss Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, I did like the... Um the illustration of the uh, the difference of the Eagles' pass defense when uh, games were close versus when games were out of hand. I thought that was good and probably helps explain why the Eagles thought it was so important to completely overhaul their pass defense. Yeah, because we've talked about it on here. You know, I pointed to numbers and, you know, even when they made the slate trade, hey, it really wasn't that bad when you look at it uh, league-wide. And then anecdotally, you kind of think of like that Jets game and some other times where games were out of hand and they were just piling on. And so if you look at it, you know, when the win probability was between 20 and 80% here, they had one of the worst. That's when, you know, it's still a game. They had, uh, you know, I think they ranked 30th against the path. So I'm sure... That's that's probably something they were looking at or could have pointed to and said, hey, let's not let the overall statistics fool us into thinking we were uh, better than we were. We were pretty we were pretty bad and had a lot of issues last year. Mr. Berman, I I concur. Like I I thought that it it really spoke well about the defense's problems last year and and what they need to do this season and. Uh, and, and and you can even see when when looking at some of those those numbers why the Eagles made uh, as as dramatic of changes as they did on the on the defensive side of the ball. You can question the way they went about it, some of the players they brought in, and some of the players that went out. Um, but uh, it you know it is it's it's clear when you look at that why the Eagles did what they did. Something you cannot question though is hydrant. Top performers in business and sports often attribute their success to their morning routine, whether it's waking up early, setting their goals for the day, exercise, or meditation. But not everyone has the time to do it all. With Hydrant, you can jumpstart your mornings. Did you know that 75% of us are walking around every day life chronically dehydrated? We are suffering needlessly from frequent headaches, energy slumps, and poor focus it doesn't have to be this way. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. And Hydrant is backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. There's no synthetic colors or artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan and you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. You can save even more with a monthly subscription and for 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com slash birds. That's drinkhydrant.com slash birds for 25% off your first order drinkhydrate.com 
slash birds. Um, I uh, said this on my uh, Twitter tease of your piece, Shield, but the thing that changed my mind about the Eagles more than anything else was f- realizing or learning that the Bucks have better Super Bowl odds. That sounds ridiculous to me, and I now think the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I was wondering why that hit you so hard. I just think that's crazy. You think they're way better than the Bucks? I just think it's like we're all gonna, we're just going to believe the Bucks hype. Tom Brady was bad last year. He was. Their their weapons are yeah. I mean, their I, defense I, is very good, but like de- we're just gonna de- yeah. Their defense on. was good. They've got uh, they've got a good coach. They've got a good defensive coordinator. They've got great weapons on offense. Uh, so he he's set up to succeed. I mean, I would agree with you. I think he's, the he's are- raking in all these all this money with another uh, you know completely sham product that he's pitching. In the middle of a pandemic, you got to respect that. <laughs> I would agree that the you mean all the money are... he uh, raised uh, in charity last year, it, uh, last oh. weekend in, in, in the golf event, is, is that oh. what you're referring to? Which he's gonna, which he's gonna, you know, then offset by his contributions to the reelection of uh, a certain um, oh, sociopath. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I um, think the Eagles are a better team, but uh, like I don't know. I mean, I, I can see why the sort of it's not G- like I, I don't think it yeah, would be, right. you know, excited, thinking, wow, they got Tom Brady, they're going to win it. You, you're right. I mean, I, I think the Eagles should have better odds than them to uh, to get to the Super Bowl, but it's not crazy to me that they would be good next I, year. Yeah, I I get the dynamics, and I sure, I, I understand that. But, like, just for, for whatever reason, seeing that laid out just, like, flipped my opinion to uh, being, like, against the popular opinion of the Eagles to now, now, now I think they're going to be better than people expect. Yeah, I really enjoyed with all the, you know, hours of work I put in, nuggets, of, you know, <laughs> things I tried to uncover. You know, listen, I appreciate you tweeting it out. I appreciate that your biggest takeaway was like yeah. William Hill's Super Bowl yeah. odds, which would take three seconds for anybody to unearth with that, one, uh, with one quick Google time. search. Okay, well, I can send and you, uh, I can send you gambling nuggets uh, daily if you like. I'm looking at them anyway. And now, Sheila, you went back down the DeAndre Hopkins train or or path, however you want to phrase it. Uh, the D you, train. Yeah, you you brought that up again. I'm I'm curious if if you could go back and and redo this off season. Um, do you build the offense kind of organically the way that or or build the offense through free agency and trades, and then the defense organically? So essentially, the inverse of what they did. The Eagles really tried. Uh, to to focus on the draft and player development on the offensive side of the ball, whereas on on defense it was really bringing in re- the the uh, players from from elsewhere. It, would you have have done the inverse there? Yeah, I think I still. I, I know people are probably uh, tired of hearing me talk about it, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I still feel like that was uh, that was the way I would have gone, I, which was to shore up the offense, give yourself as much of a guaranteed um, a guarantee as possible at having a, a very good passing offense, and then sort of figure out the rest. But um, I mean, I don't know. It, it's hard to say without knowing exactly what the offer was that they turned down. But you know, I, I feel comfortable saying I would have probably been very aggressive in making that move paying DeAndre Hopkins I, and then figuring everything else out, I, I would have felt pretty good about that path. Let me ask you, let me ask you both this. If you could change or make one different move in the offseason, what, what would the one move be? I mean, that would have been it for me. The Hopkins, yeah. Yeah. 
That's a good. That's a good question. But the and the dominoes are then you probably you don't get Slay. You're you're probably signing like, you know, Chris Harris or somebody else. Probably worse, maybe even. Yeah. But you know that's okay. Yeah. I mean, you would be who maybe maybe you sent Prince of Mukamara or something to a right. one year deal, and you're going in with uh, somebody like that and Jalen Mills. I mean, it's not ideal, but uh, I don't know. You, you, I'd feel pretty good about my chances to be among the top five scoring offenses in the league if if you add Hopkins to um, Ertz and Miles. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't know who you would have had to give up. So maybe you have to give up one of those guys, Goddard or Miles Sanders, in a pick or something like that. So it's it's hard to say. But um, you know, in the draft, you could have gone in a number of different directions. You could have traded down from that spot in the first round and maybe added a couple of defensive players, something like that. So uh, I do think you would have had some nice. Take, could have taken uh, Jordan Love there. <laughs> you could have, yes. Uh, so, so I I uh, would have added a veteran wide receiver. Uh, that market, as we've discussed, was more depressed than the Eagles anticipated. Uh, so when you're putting your budget together, you, you know, if, if you knew what the price of Robbie Anderson was going to be or the price of Rashad Perriman was going to be, uh, maybe, you know, I, I would have played around with, with that money. And then the other thing, you know, uh, we can quibble about Justin Jefferson or, or, or Joe and Rager. We, We've had that conversation. I'm I'm fine with uh, Joe and Rager. I like the player, um, but in the second round, uh, probably would have taken Empeneza there. Uh, you know, the, to 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 get um, just a, a solid defensive end. You know, you you can talk about the ceiling. I understand that, but I I, I think that's a position where they need more quality depth. Uh, so so that's a direction I probably would have gone. Even if not him, there were other players there that I I, I think could have helped your team and. Uh, I don't want her to uh, relitigate the Jalen Hurts pick, but I just thought there were different directions they they could have gone at fifty three. The guy named Panessa was there. What do you think? What are you, you guys in on that? No, I'm very happy they didn't draft him. Jalen Hurts, <laughs> great pick. I mean, I don't know if I need to go back and revise all my takes, but uh, I haven't felt as good about that pick previously as I do right now. Hearing That's that fair. song for the next five years, yeah. Uh, I, uh, are you guys, are we? Do you have any other questions for Shields, Zach? I can't wait for the other ones, um, and mm. I, I say that because I say that because uh, I learned a lot reading Shields stuff. But I, as an Eagles, as an Eagles writer, like I, I should know most of that, obviously. Um, but it's really going to help me formulate my opinions of these other teams. So I can't wait to read the other 31, probably more than Shields looking forward to writing that. Mm, I know that's right. Uh, okay. Um, let's get to our, uh, our two can you here. And this is inspired by a listener who sent us an email about uh, this article in the Washington post about the Cowboys playing the bird gauntlet next year, uh, <laughs> which means they have uh, games against all five teams with bird Logos, mascots in the NFL, the Falcons, Seahawks, Cardinals, Eagles, and Ravens, and no team. That was a ever... Washington Post story? That was yes. an extra story. Oh, I'm looking that up now. That's and it. you're on the email. You forwarded yeah. me the email. No, I forwarded oh, yeah. you the you email. Both, yeah. You both forwarded uh, yeah, we, me we, the email. We, we, we both forwarded to you. What yeah. was the, uh, yes, what was the reader's... Uh, that's what correct. was the reader's name? Oh, here we go. Mark. Thank you, reader Mark. Since Bo Thank is, you, reader Mark. You know, 
thinks you're all anonymous, just uh, ghosts in the wind. I'll uh, recognize well, listen, you as real human beings. Mark couldn't find my email address, so I, I wasn't included. So he left me out just like I left him out. Listen. We should say for our, our, our listeners, it's R Wolf, R W U L F. Is, gonna... is it okay that I said that? Well, I guess it is now. Yeah, you know, once you're uh, once you reach the level where you're speaking to the company about you know how to be uh, how to cover beat, how to come up with outside the box ideas, you're being gassed up by Peter King. You might know, you know, Zach and I are much more accessible. So yes, um, but you know, we we just blew your cover there, Bo. Sorry. So you're gonna get mobbed a little bit now. That's all right. Uh, so you got you can check that article out on the Washington Post. Um, but I what I did is I looked at uh, the Eagles' history with uh, the other bird teams, and so I've got a couple a couple questions for you here. Uh, the Eagles, so the other four the other four bird teams: Seahawks, Ravens, Falcons, Cardinals. The Eagles have played uh, in their history. Let's see, one hundred and eighty games against those uh, four teams, including seven ties. So one hundred and 73 games that were decided. How many wins do you think they have? We're going to go closest to the pin. 173 games against uh, those teams. Well, of course, uh, you guys are young. You might not remember. They used to be in the Cardinals division. So they Correct. Play, play them uh, twice a year. Uh, they uh, Since we've been alive, it feels like they haven't beaten the Seahawks. Uh, the Ravens was, of course, the... Uh, I don't know. Are you going to be getting into details of specific games or no? Uh, no, you can talk okay, about specific so games. Okay, there, so there was, of course, the These records include playoffs, game, by the way. Right? Yes. Okay. Um, let's see. And who was the, fo- who was the fourth bird I'm, I'm missing? Falcons. Fal- yeah. oh, Falcons, okay. Um, all right, give me the, the total was 100 and what, 70? 173 decided games. Okay, well, how do we decide who goes first here? Hmm. Good question. Well, well, I'll go first. The next one will also be a, a guessing game, so you can you can rotate. All right, you go first on this one. I'll go. Wait, but wait, and it's closest to the pin. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Zach can go first on this. I'll go first on the next one. I will go ninety-three wins. Wow! Thinking they beat up on those teams, huh? <laughs> those birds. Yeah. Ninety-three wins. That would uh, that'd be like six and a half games over five hundred. Mm. That's a tough one. Did they beat up on those Cardinals teams consistently? Uh, I will. I will go with uh, ninety-two. Mm. The right, the smart bet. That is correct. Uh, eighty-six. They have. They are eighty-six and eighty-seven and seven. A half game under five hundred. Mm. Okay. I thought that was fairly interesting, and also even more interesting. Debatable. The Cardinals, who have played the most uh, combined games against bird teams, 98, 98, and 6. They're a dead even 500. Wait, so the Cardinals have played the most even though they are a bird. That is interesting. The Seahawks. They, I mean, they played the Eagles right, they, because they, 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 they used they to be right in the, the Eagles Seahawks. division. Yes. Right. But yeah, I, this I is would not, think. Oh, no, no, no. This is, not, this is just among the five bird teams. Oh, okay. Among the five bird teams. Gotcha. Yes. All right. Sorry yes. about that. Uh, okay, this one is a little bit uh, simpler, so Shield probably has an advantage. But uh, that that 497 winning percentage for the Eagles among the five bird teams, where do you think that ranks? And I guess I've just told you that the Cardinals have a 500 record. 
<laughs> yeah, um, a really terrible job by you there. Uh, yeah, but, well. good, but good for me. All right, so uh, 497. We know that one is better than them. So I, I'm giving you rank as in like the, the best team is first, right? Correct. Okay, so one know, through five. All right, so it's it's either two, three, four, or five. Uh, I will go with three. Zach, two. Oh, it was there for you. They are fourth. Oh. Mm. <laughs> uh, would you Would you like to guess who is the best record? You don't have to. <laughs> what is not part of the game? Uh, the Ravens, who are uh, fourteen nine and one. Then the Seahawks, then the Cardinals, then the Eagles, then the Falcons. Uh, okay, these are the two more. These are the two more fun questions. Those were just to uh, you know, just to pass the time. Uh, we have uh, a list here of the eleven Eagles who played a game during the Super Bowl season for the Eagles, and also played a game during their NFL career for a different bird team. Now, this could have been this could have been before. The Eagle, they were with the Eagles, or after they were with the Eagles. There are eleven. Uh, would you like to alternate guesses, or would you like to play the the uh, the name that tune game? And you just want to yeah, force Zach no, to name we them. got it. We got to stick with the name that tune game. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Zach, so hold on, hold on. Get, let me make sure I understand. So eleven players who were on their Super Bowl championship team, yes. who played for another bird team, either before or after, at some point. Is that correct? And not just on the roster, they have to have played an NFL game. Okay. All right. Zach, go ahead. Start us off. <laughs> or do you want me uh, to? I can um, go first if you want. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you go first in this one. Uh, I believe I could name uh, four. Um, so I, I think I, I can name five. Hmm. It, it's so funny, like thinking about this. There's just one guy who keeps popping into my head, and that's it. So I might only be able to do one. <laughs> I can actually. I, I think I can do more than five. Come to well, don't me. tell him that yet. But, okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll do five. All right, I'll say six. I can do. I'll say seven. Okay, I'm not going to go. Eight. I'll let you do seven. Name those birds. Name those yeah, birds. because as I'm thinking about it, they yeah moves. that. They brought in a handful of, of uh, former Ravens. So. I think I think you can do this, Zach. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he wrote uh, a book. I mean, really, yeah. if you can't. Uh... So let's so let's uh, let's go with the Ravens, um, where you have Tory Smith, you have Tim Jernigan. Jernigan. Uh, he was just yeah. there. All I could see was Tim Jernigan's <laughs> face uh, smiling in my in my head for those thirty <laughs> seconds. Yeah, you have uh, Danelle Elberby. That's correct. Um, oh, good one. So you have those guys. And then, um, let's think here. So now you have to do this without without any incorrect guesses. Okay. Uh, well, now I'm 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 just thinking by position. And are, are we in, 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 including injured reserve? By the way, they have to have played a game for the Eagles during that season. Yeah. Okay. So let's put Chris oh, Maragos on there. That's yeah. correct. Um, and it, and it it counts if they played on a bird team after they left, right? Yes. Okay, so let's put Jordan Hicks. Yeah. Yes. And and let's put Joe Walker. Yes, um, that's six. Okay. Uh, so quarterbacks, not you don't like when I I, I say to people it's not or it's not. So no other quarterbacks. 
Uh, running backs. Oh, Barner, Kenyon Barner. That's correct. Okay. Very nice. Would you like to try? You got your seven. Would you like to try to get them all? Uh, sure, sure. Um, Wait, who did no other... who did Kenyon Barner play for? The Falcons played for the year. Falcons afterwards. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I right, will tell so you I... this. Go ahead, Shiel. No, I don't think I would not have gotten Barner, LRB, or Walker. I would have gotten the other ones. How many has he gotten so far? He's gotten seven. Seven, so I would have gotten um, four. You would have gotten at least one more, Sheila, I think. Yeah, so here, so I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking by position here. Um, Marcus Johnson, they, they traded to Seattle. Did he play a game for the Seahawks? He did not. He did not. Oh, he's the, he's okay. the reason the rule. He's the reason the rule was in, uh, put in place. Okay. Um, Wait, uh, so did Zach get it, or was he that? Got it. He, got it. he got a seven. Oh, he got a seven. He got it. Yeah, now I'm just. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would have been a, a tough technical. I couldn't believe it. Well. Yeah, I, I um, had a different reaction. No other offensive lineman because the only guys they brought in from the wait, uh, yeah, they had Beatty, but Beatty did not play on a bird, and then Wisniewski didn't Beatty, play on a bird, wow. and Warmack didn't play on a bird. Um, so none of those guys. Then I'm thinking D lineman, Chris Long. They brought in from somewhere else. He did not play on a bird. Um, you have any Curry left, but he didn't play on a bird. Uh, and uh, Bo Allen, when he left, he didn't play on a bird. Uh, linebackers, uh, Najee Tough. Good, but I don't know. I don't know where. So he played in Tampa Bay. He played in Indianapolis. Um, he played in Jacksonville for a bit, but he so, so he didn't. This oh, oh, uh, Michael Kendricks. That's correct. Yeah, Michael Kendricks. Yeah, um, that, that I should have gotten that one. That's the yeah. one that I figured she would have got. Yeah. And then D backs, uh, Patrick Robinson was was on the Saints, the Chargers, and the Colts. So that doesn't count. No to um, Darby. No to Darby. No to Jalen Watkins. Uh, no to Malcolm so did- Jenkins. No to Corey Graham. Yes to um, Corey Graham. Corey Graham was was on the the Bills. Bills. Oh, oh, he and was on the Ravens. He yes, also played for the Ravens. Oh, right, yes. right, right. Yeah, I was gonna wow. say Bears. Yeah, there you go. Okay, okay. all right. And the then, uh, the last two. Yeah, you missed you missed one defensive lineman. I missed a defensive lineman. Um, hmm. uh, Raymond does was he on a third no. team? No, he was just on the Texans. Um, even me. Steven Means. Steven Means. Yeah. Wow. Means. Favorite. And then the very last one, Donnie Jones started his career with a uh, half season with the Seahawks. That's right. Ah, okay. That was a good game. All right. So Zach, Zach takes that one. Uh, then oh, there's we more? There's one more. One more. Oh, okay. Uh, since 2000, if you look at all the trades the Eagles have made with other bird teams... Uh, there have been 21 different players oh, involved in those trades, either going to or from Philadelphia. This does not include draft picks. So, for instance, the uh, Dallas Goddard-Lamar Jackson uh, trade does not count. These are uh, veterans who were traded at the time from the Eagles or to the Eagles in partnership with one of the other Bird teams. How many of the 21 players do you think you could name? Since when? Since 2000. Okay, so, mm. so we're talking Andy Reid era here. Um, let's see. The it is uh, Zach's turn to okay. bid first. 
Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to let S.H.I.E.L.D. pick these. So, <laughs> How do you know? Right. It's yeah, name your tune. I might say go ahead and do it. <laughs> I will say four. Uh, okay, I think I, I'll, I can do five. You need I mean, this, I, Zach, so you can't just hand it to me because I'm up 2-1, right, Bo? Uh, no. You are uh, he he I got seven got the... he got seven points for the last one. So yes. he, he oh, you you didn't say we were doing that. Oh yeah, my come gosh, on. give me a break. Oh, this is ridiculous. I'm out of um, here. All right, so I uh... <laughs> There are more people here. There's you can you can get up to seven points on these. All right, so if I so if I get five, so what did I get for the first two wins? Just one one each, one each yeah. Oh my god, Garbanzo. So I'm up seven fiber. two. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna keep you from getting five points here. You're so up seven one. No, you're up eight seven. one. I'm up eight one. Okay. What? No, 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 oh no, no, no. What are I'm you talking sorry. about he's, he's up seven you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. Okay. He's up seven two. He's up seven two. I'm I mean, sorry. the I fix, thought you split talk about the fixes in. This is pathetic. I, I I I fixed it. All right. So what I said five. So if you right. let me do five and I get it, it's then it's tie. tied. Or you can say six. Yeah. I don't think you're getting six. So. uh so go five. Oh, yeah. you know, really? Wait, you're letting me do five? Then I can tie it. If you get six, uh, then you can win it. <laughs> yeah, I'll do six. I will do six. But I don't want to Wait, monopolize. How do you know I'm not going to go for seven? You should definitely be able to go seven. Zach, you need to think about this. I feel we need to work. We need to get Dennis <laughs> with Zach on the game theory here. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm trying to be polite here. I, I, I no, want you to do you got to play to win. You, you got to step gotta on the throat. Cutthroat. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. Uh, heel to the MJ doc here. I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm uh, calling Tim me some derogatory he, he, Tim, names. Tim Duncan's a nice guy, but even he would uh, step on the throat here. Well, he, yeah. He's, All right. He's yeah, not, I, 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 will step on the, I will step on the throat then. I will do something. Or. Wait, no, no, wait, no, all right. no, 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 okay, no. wait, okay, Zach, all right. <laughs> you got to talk to him. All right, all right. So, so Zach, I said five, so yeah, now you can bid as high as you yes, want. Yes, I'm aware, I'm aware. Okay, okay, all right, so what is your final bid, what is your bid here, and yeah. I have to make a decision after this? My final bid is seven. Mm, so can I do eight? Let me think about this. Other birds, uh, there was that guy, that guy, hmm, this is tough. I think you should, I think you should go for it. I don't think that I can do it. I don't remember anything about any of this. Uh, all right. I, I think I can do eight. But so if you let me do eight, then I get it. I win. Yes. Or, you, or you can do nine. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to gamble against you getting eight. So. All right. All right. So I've got to do eight. Okay. Uh, let's see. I got that. So I've got Kevin Cobb. Correct. I've got Dominique rogers Cromarty. That's correct. That's oh, two. you can do the guys in the same trade. Yes. You just okay. All right. I've got the, I feel uh, less. I feel less good about my trade, but I will or about my bet. But yeah, I, I feel like you could have gotten these easily, Zach. But. Yes. What was the uh, what was the guy who got traded for me? Uh, mm. White guy, white uh, beefy offensive lineman, Matt. I want to say was his first name Matt. It was. But uh, remember, have- if you get anything wrong here, you you lose. Okay. Well, I'm trying to think of what his last name was. Matt. Oh, man, I can picture him right now. I could picture him walking up to that podium outside the uh, VMAC in Renton, Washington. It was like one of my last days, and he was giving a press conference. <laughs> he was probably surprised to see my face. All right. So He's I from will, Iowa. I will, yeah, I know. Yeah. That I, helps I, you. I, okay. I don't remember. Um, 
Michael Bennett, that was a trade, right? Correct. Yes. All right, so what am I up to? That's three. Uh, how about Asante Samuel? That was a trade, wasn't it? To Very the nice. That's four. Uh, Two more or four more to go. <laughs> Tim Jernigan, that was a trade, correct? It was. Okay. That's five. That's five. Okay. Hmm. Now it's getting. Uh, oh, now was the uh, no? No, it wasn't. I'm not saying LJ Fort because I believe they just released uh, LJ Fort and the Ravens signed him. I could be wrong there, but I'm not saying that. Uh, Cl- classic Zach move. I'm not saying Kerry Williams. That's my boy there in Seattle, but I know he was a free agent and they signed him. Uh, I, I feel like there's been quite a few Eagle Seahawks trades over the years. There have been. They're, they That's their most frequent partner of the four. Their most frequent. Oh, my gosh. The two teams I've covered. This is pathetic. Uh, I wonder, the next uh, quiz will be how many, how many uh, professional writers have covered the beats of multiple bird teams. <laughs> well, I think I might have that bad boy uh, <laughs> cornered. Uh, who else on the Seahawks? Hmm. This is tough. Uh, no, my, no, Michael Kendricks, that wasn't a trade. Oh, man. I am struggling. Did we just wow. name any of these people? What am I at? I'm at five. I need You're three more. I need three more. Are there any weird trades with the Cardinals that I should be remembering? Yes, there are. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Do you guys want to fill the space talking about something else while I'm thinking <laughs> about this? I feel like this is maybe... Zach, how many do you feel like you've gotten in your mind? No, no. Don't give me any hints. Uh, don't give me any hints. I bet I can do like uh, four or five more trades. Oh my god! So what probably, a flex! What a flex! Yeah, right yeah. By, the, by Burmo. Any is there a wide receiver? I'm not thinking of here. Yes, mm. there is one. There is. Oh my gosh! Did they? Give Zach him has a, already ch- mentioned him in this. Yes. segment. He has. And you, meant, oh my and you god. mentioned the trade that he was in already. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> See, now people know. I'm not joking when I say I don't. I literally don't remember yeah. what I just said <laughs> ten minutes ago. Oh, I mentioned. I mentioned a Cardinals. No, no, no. You didn't mention him. Zach mentioned yeah. him. And this oh, is not Cardinals. Good. Yes. Oh, this is not Cardinals. A wide receiver trade. Oh, Mamacita, who we got? Also, think of the of the trade the Eagles made during the season last year. The Eagles made two trades this year with bird teams. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh yes. Two trades this year. Well, they didn't they didn't do a Hayden Hurst trade, so that's not it. There's gotta be someone on the Ravens. Who do they trade for on the Ravens? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I feel like we don't want to be sitting wow. here for a long time. All right, can I jump in? If, if Shields putting up the white flag and giving Zach the victory, by all means, but oh, that's up to Shields. Oh I know he's gosh. too competitive to do it. He wants to. You can't get your Matt. Matt. <laughs> what was that guy's no. name? It's not Matt Price. Is there like a? Uh, was there like, can't even think of the guy who was traded for him. Is there like a Matt Engel? Matt, not, not Matt. Matt Tobin. Matt Tobin, yeah, baby. Go. Okay. Two more. Go. So what okay. do I need? Okay. Two you more? You just got to find one trade and name the two players oh in a trade gosh. to get to the eight. All right. Who would they have made a trade for with one of these teams? There's at least one trade that would have been a, uh, not a big trade, but a, a significant enough trade during your time covering the Eagles the first time around. 
Oh, the first time. A huh? player for right. player. Player for player, huh? Yes. Card and there, and as Zach said, there were two. Who are trades, these wide player receivers? Player I'm not this getting. Year. That is pathetic. Who are these wide receivers? There were two I'm this year, Bo. Yes. Oh my god. One during training camp. <laughs> oh, you That's know, right. I never pay attention to any of this stuff. Let's see. Is there? A, is there a? No, it was new. I will say that. I will the... say. Here's here's my final hint for you. One okay. player, what his full <laughs> name appears in your article from today. What? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> his full name appears in my article. Yes. From you, today. You mentioned him in your story today. Wow. It's now let me think. Any of these wide receivers? No, not not Matt Collins, not Nelson Aguilar, not Ortega Whiteside, uh, not Deshaun Jackson, not Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, who else? Who else was in this? Is there a running back that I'm forgetting? No, there was Jordan Howard. What I like about Bears. Zach is that Zach is probably rooting for you to get this. <laughs> I, I, I feel bad. That. I mean, yeah. You uh, <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Over here. Oh gosh! Oh, the pressure's really on. Um, let me see here. I don't know. I might have to. Uh, I might have to wave the white flag here. I'm trying to think. Is there? There was no Byron Maxwell. That was not a trade. There was no safety. Did they give him some other crappy? Well, there was a safety line? trade, but mm. not there the was a safety trade, but not with the Seahawks. Not with the Seahawks. With the Seahawks, there was a defensive end trade. A defensive end trade. Uh, uh, Chris Clemens. Yes. Yep. For yeah? who? For who? For the win. <laughs> Uh, uh, Daryl Tapp. Uh, right. No, well yeah. yes, yes. There you go. Right. Well so, done. So does it, so does that count or not? I mean, there were a lot of hints yes, in there. Yes, of course, of course. Well, uh, okay. that's up. Yeah, that's well, up to you. That's up to yes. you to decide whether you can live with it. Listen, I didn't wave the white flag. You know that I can't yeah. control what's coming out of your guy's mouth. All right, Shield steals the victory. Uh, well uh, never make me have to do that again, please. Uh, the so, two, yes. Yeah, let's hear what you got, Zach. Let's see. I will say yeah, you get so. the victory unless Zach can get eight more right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this year they they traded uh, Duke Riley for – or they traded Jonathan Cyprian for Duke Riley. Oh, uh, I never would have gotten that. That was during the yeah. season. And then and during training camp. <laughs> and Duke camp Riley's and, name appears yeah. in your story from today. And when both said they made the training camp trade yes. – uh, that was the famous Bruce Hector for Rudy Ford deal. Mm, oh, yes. I never would have gotten that. No chance. And of course, um, they then got Bruce Hector right right back. Uh, so there was so there was that you you That's failed four. to mention Marcus Johnson. That's right. Okay, uh, right. should have gotten that one. Um, should have gotten that. There was uh, with uh, Arizona. There was the Jorah Colvin. Yes, Jorah Calvin. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, George Calvin, and I think that was for Charles Scott. That's correct. That That's right? seven. Oh, Zach oh can gosh. steal it if he gets one more. <laughs> um, and so then, what are the other teams here we're talking about? The uh, let me think their trade history because I, I I've done a lot on Howie's trades, so I should be able to get anything since 2010 here. Uh, that's 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 what I'm going through here in my head. Um, I need one more. Um, mm. This is bad podcasting. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, this is... People I mean, have turned would, it off by now. I would say <laughs> that for really the entire episode, uh, that would be valid. Yeah, um, yeah so I'm... Bad news see, for Hydrant. For, oh, oh, I got it. I got it. This was not a Howie Roseman trade, but this was a Chip Kelly trade. Uh, he dealt Matt Barkley to Arizona. Wow. That's, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, Very in, yeah. nice. Yeah, that, so, so that puts me at eight. Yeah, I guess I guess we're gonna give you the win. Now it's eight. Okay. I mean, uh, I don't know. Judging by the original, we'll, rules. we'll let the we'll let the we'll let. <laughs> yeah, I think sure, we're gonna let sure. the uh, the listeners decide. Yeah, I, I don't segment. feel strongly about this one way or the other. Uh, um, the other ones, the other ones, I will uh, quickly fill it out. Antoine Barnes. It wouldn't have gotten that. What year was that? That was. Uh, I, I was say, covering like, the Eagles then. You, yeah. yeah, you were covering oh, that. Yeah. Uh, Reggie Wells, of course. Oh, 76. Are... Was he number 76? Look that he up. He was. I will always remember oh. Reggie Wells uh, for the uh, every day he had a uh, sizable stack of cookies in his locker, which uh, you got to respect that. Oh, my, my, my kind of guy, guy right there. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, Mark Simino. Wasn't he traded to the Saints? Uh, whatever it was, he was traded or acquired from a, a bird team. I don't remember. Uh, Josh Perry. And then, of course, oh, he was acquired from the Falcons. And yeah. then, of course, Brandon Whiting and Terrell Owens. Oh my gosh, I should have gotten that one. Oh, because they used the Ravens in the deal. Yeah, yes. the Ravens. Okay, they had that, to. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so there you go. Uh, well, thanks for listening to that uh, segment. Nobody is listening <laughs> to that. <laughs> People you're, are listening. You're literally have... speaking to me and Zach and Kent. Yeah, and probably not Kent. Is there anything you guys want to say about our listeners that we couldn't say when they're not listening? No. Just appreciate all of them. Well, that's not what I was looking for. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. Anybody else got anything they want to say? Anything no, they're no, doing this over. week? You know? Nope. See ya. Watching a show called Defending Jacob. Uh, wow. What's that about? It's it's interesting. It's, it's about... Um, <laughs> well, I don't want to give away the premise of the show, but it's... The assistant defense attorney in uh, like suburban Boston, and there's a uh, a murder at his son's school, and mm, sounds and involved, uplifting. You know, and so he brings, so he's yeah, so he's involved in the case in a very um, specific way. I, I don't want to mm. give away what happens. It, it's 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 based on a uh, it's based on a novel, but it's been gripping. I, I started watching it. A few nights ago, and it's like all I'm thinking about when I'm not working is I want to watch this. I, I, I want to watch the next episode. So, wow, what a uh, what an endorsement! I, I thought for sure it was going to be about uh, you know the defensive plan to stop Jacob Hester. <laughs> no, 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 that's that's the Jacob you pulled out. Uh, also, I I uh, I'm we started this podcast right when kind of the NHL plans were coming out. So I'm curious to. See Sink my teeth into that. I'm excited to see. Uh, oh, they've been announced. Yes, yeah that that they are ending their regular season and they they're starting a a 2014 postseason. Mm. But I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the details. Check that out. I'm sure we'll have it covered on the Athletic as well. And of course, if you don't subscribe to The Athletic and for some reason you have made it to the end of this episode, uh, theathletic.com slash birds with friends will get you 40% off. And that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. For uh, Zach and Sheil, I'm Bo. Congratulations to uh, whichever one of them is deemed the winner of this game by our lovely listeners. 
And as always, we love you. Birds with friends. 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 Come on, we're. I think we were all, uh, you know, not our best. (laughs) You could probably just leave that part in at the end of the podcast if you want.